The person I'm supposed to introduce is awesome and um, didn't want a whole lot of fanfare. I was going to do like this cheer, just a little cheer, for, but, but in honor of this person. Anyways, you guys are in for a treat. He's an awesome person. You guys already know it. So other than that, uh, I just want to introduce Todd, who's going to be giving the message tonight. Todd Lout. Hey there, uh, let's pray. Holy Spirit, we need you so much. We really need you. God, we need you. We are really in need of you, Jesus. We need you so much. <clears throat> Holy Spirit, come and do the things that only you can do right now. I'm asking for you to set us free tonight. I'm asking for some unexpected things for some folks in here that have been carrying some hard things for a lot of years to get free tonight. Why not tonight? Holy Spirit, come. You are the deliverer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. We, we call on you and, and, and tell you, thank you that you're the deliverer. And we need deliverance. <laughs> we need deliverance. We do. Because from day to day, we carry stuff, and, and it hardens our hearts. So we just need to deliver everything up to you, God. You are more than able to handle it. In fact, you're so willing, and you want to take it from us. So here you go. Come and do your, your best on us, God, tonight. God, thank you for freedom in this house. Thank you for your presence getting thicker and heavier in this place. Thank you for laughter. Thank you for um, hearts that, that cry when you show up, God. Thank you for the joy of the Lord that gives strength to us. In this house tonight, in this room, thank you, God, that there's going to be a shift and a change inside of uh, I'm, well, I'll say everybody in here that will last. It won't be a heartbreak thing where we wake up the next day and it seems gone again. I'm asking God for something that you do that sticks because we're just right in it, right in you. We're looking right at you and we wake up with you, God. Thank you. Thank you for freedom tonight. Thank you for freedom in here. You're big enough. Thank you, God. <clears throat> mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Just a little more. Uh, <laughs> Come tenderize our hearts. We really need you. Come tenderize our hearts. So we can hear you more clearly. So we can receive what you want to do. So we can give back to you better. 
Oh, thank you, Jesus. We'll give it a couple minutes or a year, whatever God says. That's a good word, Lynn. Rivers, just rivers flowing into this place. Yeah, rivers flowing in this place. It's not a cliche revival word. It's actually something that happens in heaven. Rivers, 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 rivers flowing in this place and through us and out of us. Oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Here's a, here's a little testimony. It's a real fresh one from this morning, actually. I, 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 was at, I, was, I was in public. I was at Specialties at a very large coffee shop. You ever go to Specialties? Here, down, or... There's two in town, but one, the one down the street is just pretty, it's a pretty big place. So there's a lot of people in there, especially around 10. And uh, <clears throat> I'm in there uh, working on the computer and hiding in a corner. <clears throat> and I'm feeling really emotional. And, um, and I, I wasn't sure all what it was. I didn't sleep all that much last night, but I, but I, I, I don't know, the emotions were flowing, you know, and. I wasn't with Karina. I texted her. I said, how are you doing? She's, she's dealing with something. And um, she's like, fine, how are you? I said, I'm emotional. I don't know. But I just, I felt, I felt safe and hidden in this one little corner. If you go into specialties, there's the bathrooms over here, and there's the, that one little table that's way in the corner, and people just kind of walk past it. So I like to get it if, if it's open so I could hide. And um so I'm sitting there, I got the music in, I'm 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 working on something, and and in walks um some dude that I haven't seen in a while, and um quite a while, and he and I he sat down. In fact, I saw someone coming toward the table and I thought, no, 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 no. I'm not even gonna look up. Hopefully that's not for me. And um this guy sat down and I, <laughs> I looked up and I went. And I started bawling, like ugly cry face. <laughs> and at first I tried, like, holding it back, you know, so it wouldn't be the ugly cry. Uh, <clears throat> just started bawling. And he stands up and hugs me and right there in specialties. And I'm not comfortable hugging other, well, anyone, actually, and... <laughs> in public like that for long periods of time, you know? What if people think this? What if, what if, what if all this stuff? And then God's like, just shut up. Uh, <clears throat> so this guy just hugs me and hugs me. 
And then in walks his wife. And they're like, we're here to pray for you today. (laughs) And for the next hour and 20 minutes or so, these two are praying for me. And I didn't want them to pray for me. I didn't want to be prayed for. I want to do the ministry if somebody's going to walk in specialties. Um, I am bawling like crazy there. So God's just doing some stuff, you know, and, um, they leave and, uh, and I, I sat back down and (laughs) actually during that time, a guy came over and asked us for some money and none of us had any cash, but we were like, we'll pray for you. So we prayed for that dude and he starts crying. And, um, yeah. And, um, so everybody leaves, I'm sitting in the corner and I'm shaking and I can't, I can't get back to my work. And, um, finally after another hour or so, this kind of lifts, but I'm feeling really tender. And I went, God, thank you so much that this happened. And thank you that it's already lifted. So I don't cry in front of blazing fire tonight. I didn't think that was going to happen, but he has plans, you know, and it's way beyond, it's, it's beyond our plans most of the time. And and it's up to us to just go ahead and let him do it. (laughs) I was actually going to open all this with a, a, you know, a cute thing, like a humorous thing, but whatever, I'll read it anyway. I just, I, you know, if you, if you jump on Facebook or Instagram, uh, well, at any time, you're going to see all kinds of memes and funny things and Christmas ones now. And one caught my eye a couple of days ago. It's just three Christmas time rules. Um, it's really good. Number one, do not go into debt trying to show people how much you love them. Yeah. Isn't that good? Number two, do not go home to see family if it damages your mental health. <laughs> <clears throat> And number three, if someone comments on your weight, eat them. (laughs) I love that one. (laughs) Please know that that's a joke. Don't actually try to eat the people that... (laughs) Oh, man. So, hey, are you familiar with the, the... the short phrase, um, live in the moment or live for the moment. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a phrase that people like, uh, it's become even more popular these days. And, um, just like everything else, there's controversy over that phrase. Some people think it's such a good thing and something people think it's not a good thing for various reasons. And, um, and usually that's mostly coming from all the Christians fighting with each other on social media. Uh, um, uh, and, and here's, here's, I'll go to the negative part. This is, this is one reason some people think it's a bad phrase. And that's because a lot of times people that use it are talking about just do what feels right right now, no matter what the consequences are, you know, kind of the hippie thought, you know, that type of thing. Um, so people, people highlight that and, um, you know, and think the whole thing is just a bad phrase, but actually it's pretty good. It's, it's, um, in my opinion, it, uh, live in the moment. Um, because even the Bible talks about this 
It really does. It, it talks about not worrying about tomorrow. I'm going to read that in a minute. Um, but I have a, I have a little replacement uh, in that phrase for you to live by tonight, and um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring that out in a minute. Um, I want to just say this: um, our culture is very um, is is very microwave fast. We all know that we've heard it so many times, but it remains true. Uh, our culture is very compartmentalized. Even with God, we compartmentalize him according to circumstances and um, and and we, we allow him to function in this part. But sometimes we do this. And so we don't you know, he's he's not all encompassing for a lot of Americans, which is very unfortunate. But it's pretty much the way it's not to anyone's fault. Even it's just the way we've come to do this because of the way we we live here. Um, but. Something really fascinating and awesome about the uh, Jewish way of doing life is that they have um, they have words in their language that not only do they think, "Hey, that's a good word; it means something good," but they completely live their whole they they use that word as a way a standard to live every moment, and they don't compartmentalize these things, and they don't even compartmentalize God. Um, of course, I'm sure there's some that do, but as a general population with the with the Jewish people, they don't. God is all-encompassing no matter what's going on, and everything they do, they consider what God would consider, and um, it's awesome. The Bible instructs us to um, provoke jealousy to the Jewish people in that we have Jesus as our Savior, and the day is coming when they're going to see that too, you know? they're going. A lot of them already have. Um, but they are also provoking us to jealousy in some of these these ways of just li- everyday living. You know, one of those words is shalom. It's their greeting. You know, shalom. We say sup. You know, <laughs> and we say it in different ways that some are not good and some are okay. Uh, or yo or hey. You know, um, but when they come up to each other, it's like. Shalom, brother, and they they give a hearty shake like this on the arm, and um, and they're declaring over each other nothing missing, nothing broken, perfect peace of God over your life. Um, so for them, it's just a comment, it's just a greeting, and so because it's so ingrained in everything, um, they start experiencing it a lot more. They also have that about prosperity, and if you've noticed, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, here's another one of those words, and that's what I'm actually going to highlight right now. Um, it's this word here. It's pronounced moed. And this is one of those words that they um, not only, it's, it's beyond valuing the word. They are this word. They, they just live it. This word means you are now in your appointed time right now. Your God-appointed time. If you look up this word, you're going to see there's a, a few other meanings. All, they actually all kind of hold hands. They're related to each other. One has to do with a celebration, like a festival. Um, <clears throat> but the, the root and core of this word is means right now you are at your appointed time. And there's no question about that. There's no griping about that. There's no arguing about that. There's no... Um, 
even wondering if that's actually the case. You are at your appointed time. And when this minute steps out, you step into the next minute, which is also your appointed time. Um, and because this word um, is in their life, um, it, it brings some really great um, fruit, ramifications, whatever you want to call it. Um, one of those things is, um, as a general population, they don't have this thing that m- most or a lot of Americans carry where they worry about their age. Why'd you put your hand over your mouth, Todd? Because I've done plenty of this my own self. Uh, but I, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking to live this way. That no matter if I become 87 years old or 107 years old, I will stand firm on that birthday and go, hey, I'm in my appointed time by God. I'm right at the right point I'm supposed to be at. Uh, and so um, it's a great word. It's really a great word. I, I want to break down a few things about this. And um, this may be short. I don't know. But uh, <clears throat> we'll see. Um, but check that out. That's, uh, I, I'm going to keep this word up for a little bit longer so you could just get it ingrained in your head. You like those mountains back there? <clears throat> I took that picture. That's Iceland. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's one of the... Billions of scenes you can see in Iceland, but we were just driving by, and this, uh, one, we were there. My 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 family surprised me with the, the trip there for my birthday, and um, and uh, my gosh, I well Sierra and and Karina were with me, and I I, I probably drove them insane because we'd be driving, I was driving, and I'd be like, oh, we need to stop and take pictures of that, you know? And they're like, we just did that. Like two seconds ago, you know, <laughs> uh, and this is one of those moments. Just, just, it's weird. I, you know, looking at these hills that aren't all that tall, but there's snow up on top, and then they come down to the valleys. Um, whoops. Uh, hey, did it stay? Oh, okay. Um, I put that there for this word because for me, um, looking at mountains, looking at these things is 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 indicative of a moed for me, a moed moment, you know? Um, when, I, when I look at, when I go to a beach or when I go to mountains, this is for me personally, um, I get really emotional. I, I, I stare at a mountain and I start crying for real. I really do. And, um, and it, it, I think it's the power, it's just the beauty that you can't explain. Um, in fact, in fact, uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming most do. Um, when you're staring at a mountain, you can't actually explain why it is you don't want to stop staring at it. You know, like, what's the beauty of it? Well, it's up. Or, you know what I mean? You can't, you can't quite put your finger on why it's so beautiful, and that's how God is. Um, he is that way as well. He's the one who made these things. So I believe with all my heart that he loves when we stop and stare at a mountain, even if it's for hours. I, I think he is in that, and I think that's part of your appointed time. <laughs> um, but more about why I say that in, in a minute. But um, Yeah, um, here's another way I, I personally um, 
describe this this um, appointed time. It's the constant appointment with God. Let that soak in. A constant appointment with God. You know, um, I have an appointment with God. I, oh, I, I can't actually. Um, I can't actually think that thought that you're trying to get me to think because I have an appointment with God in a minute. <laughs> right now, yeah. Uh, and then the next minute, oh, yeah, I have an appointment with God in, in minute number three. So um, <laughs> so I can't really follow through with that destructive thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, a constant appointment with God, which means a constant commitment, right? Because if you're going to make an appointment, hopefully it's a commitment. Um, if you make an appointment with another person, it's a commitment. And if you break that commitment, they're going to let you know. Oh, that wasn't cool, brother. <laughs> I was counting on that appointment. Uh, but all the more when your father is like, I made you. I, I look forward to this next appointment that we've got next minute. You know, <laughs> it's the truth. He's not going to slam you if you don't make it. That's for sure. But he loves those appointments with you because he's got the best answers for you. Um, uh, and I want to say this too. Um, it takes a lot of faith. It, it takes some faith, and and then increasing faith to believe that every every minute, every second is your moed is a moed, is a God appointed time. It really takes a lot of faith, um, but that's okay because it's actually impossible to please God without faith. It really is. That sounds harsh, but He's the one who said it. He said it though when He said. If you if you believe that I am, you have faith. Those that come to God must believe that He is, and He rewards those who diligently seek Him. Um, <laughs> so, right now, if you're in this room, you have a level of faith. In fact, if you sat on a chair in this room, you have a little level of faith there too that it's going to hold you up. You know what I mean? You got some faith going on. Um, but it takes it takes a, a, a nice amount of faith to believe that every minute is your moed. Um, but it's also going to do away with some other things, like being really upset over over your moments and your time. And especially, it's going to do away with the lie that the world um, says that this is all just an accident, you know, which then puts value on your own self. And on your own time and on your own life. Does it make sense? So thank you, God, for that faith. Thank you that we have um, the fruit of the Spirit in us. That the Holy Spirit was just touching many in this room tonight. And there's fruit from the Holy Spirit. One of those is faith. It's a gift. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, so life is a gift. Um, there's, there's a lot of us and I say us cause I've, I've slipped over and over and over way too many times into the thought that it's not a gift, especially when things seem to be really difficult. Uh, or if I have a low self-esteem going on, you know, or if I just feel like I'm walking aimlessly around and I feel like, Oh, I don't know, this, is, this isn't a gift. This is, this is, I don't know, I, you know, whoops, you know, <laughs> um, you know, for me, i I found out years ago that um you know, my mom was 17 
when she had me, and um, and she did not plan on having me. You know, she got married to my dad. She quit high school to get married to him, and on wedding night, she got pregnant with somebody, and um, me, and um, uh, and um, and that was not the plan. She did not want to have kids that quickly. You know, and um. And my, they went off to Bible college, and um, she was holding a baby and couldn't go to school, you know. And, um, and you know, years later, I found that out. And um, I had to do a little thing with God right there. And he's like, you are so on purpose, you know. And praise God, my mom also confirms that, you know. She's not walking around in bitterness because I'm here. She loves me. But... <laughs> <laughs> In fact, she loves now that we're so close in age. She thinks that's cool, you know. Um, and she loves Jesus a lot. Um, but, uh, but many people have stories like that um, and some serious true rejection, too, um, that would cause you to say life, life is not a moed. It's not an appointed thing at all. But life is a gift, and the giver is good. Life is a gift, and the giver is good. If you would like to soak, by the way, in a song that says that several times, a beautiful song, write this down, baby. Pat Barrett, who wrote um, Good, Good Father, Build My Life and stuff. He's got such a great album that came out a few months ago. And one of the songs on there is Life is a Gift and the Giver is Good. And when he repeats that phrase, it, feels, it causes you to feel that way. It, one of the times I was listening to that song, I was I wasn't feeling like that, and all the and the more he was repeating it, I was feeling like, oh. And by the time I was done listening to the song, I was like, thank you for my life, God. Thank you for every single moment. So it's a really good song. Um, really good album, actually. Um, so, uh, yeah, I want to. Um, Let's see where do I want to, where do I want to go here? I want to I want to say this to you about this. Um, if if every moment is God appointed, then we've got and, and every moment's a gift from God. Then we have a responsibility with it. Uh, we have a responsibility to be a good steward of that moment. We really do. We can call it a responsibility, or we could just call it a privilege. Um, I say responsibility because um, that's when it is outward. Our responsibility to foster that moed in the best possible way um, for the outcome of what it can do for someone else is, is, a, is a, I believe, a responsibility of a believer because we're here to, we're here to be a blessing to other people, you know, God's hands, God's ambassadors. So we can take a moment <clears throat> and and we could we could um, we could steward that moment in such a way that it causes us to know his heart better. It causes us to hear his his words better. Um, therefore, bringing that out towards someone else uh, more often. Does that make sense? <clears throat> um, it's also just a privilege because we get to choose. Really, we could choose what we want to do with this moed. For instance. <clears throat> If something's going wrong that's scary, I could take this moed, this minute, <clears throat> and I could, I could use it to just worry. <clears throat> and, um, 
<clears throat> Woo. And I could use it to get healing too. Uh, <clears throat> um, but I could, I could use it, I could use it to worry, which um, I like to say worry, worrying is like praying really hard for something you don't want. <laughs> Should I say that again? Yeah. Worrying is like praying really hard for something you don't want. <clears throat> oh, I got this. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> um, pardon me for a moment. I mean, for a moed. <laughs> or I could spend that moment um, handing it over to the Lord, resting in God, talking to him about it, um, speaking out the answer, or, or spe- you know, speaking out what he says is the answer. Even if I'm feeling like, I don't have the answer at all. Well, he does. And he just invited you into yet another moed. And so <laughs> just link up with him. And... Um, and give that worry to him. Worry not. Uh, let's see. I have. Um, yeah. Let's see here. Um, okay. Yeah. And I also wrote here. Um, oh, yeah. I wrote here. Um, discern the moment. Discern what's going on in the moment. You know. Um, there's many moments that we don't discern very correctly. And a lot of times that does have an effect on other people, you know. Um, somebody could be pouring their heart out over something, and you might be like, I'm going to have the answer, and you talk too much. And when they just really needed someone to hear and cry with them. Another song recommendation. <laughs> I didn't plan on this one. Uh, I, I just was listening to it recently. A song from... I think it's the earlier 90s, Charlie Peacock. Anyone remember? Really? Okay. Yeah. He, uh, he did this song on an album um, with some other Christian artists at the time. Uh, it was so good. And the song is, um, I can't remember the title, but it says, it's, uh, yeah, now is the time for tears. Yeah. And he says, the chorus says, cry with me, don't try to fix me, friend. And that's how you comfort me. <laughs> yeah. Um, now is the time for tears. Don't speak. Save your words. Such a good song for those who feel like they've got to fill up all the time with talking for someone. Um, but that's where you can discern the moment. You know, discern your moed. What's going on in this in this appointed time that God's given you? Um, we we need discernment, and God's got it. So uh, so we need to just go ahead and take it. <laughs> and if we spend our moed, if we spend that time with the Lord, if we spend more time giving Him our worries and and taking on His answers, then actually the sermon is going to come on a lot stronger. More and more and more. And over time, we're going to know how to discern every single moed that's, that's going on, you know, which is the constant flow. Um, <clears throat> and savor it. Savor it. Like that hill up there, um, unless you're popping out of the car really fast because it's super cold and, and snowing and, <laughs> and you just did it five seconds ago. <laughs> uh, um, but savor that moment. 
in this way, I savored it by taking a photo of it. Um, <clears throat> but savor the moment. I, I, it's interesting. Something you said, Bill, earlier about us um, trying to move on too quickly or, or something, something along that lines. It's exactly what I'm talking about, savoring the moed. Savor that moment. Um, is there something that just happened in this appointed moment where you could actually hang on to that for a little while and not rush into the next thing and to where you keep rushing into the next thing, rushing into the next thing, and all of a sudden you need Prozac, you know? You're, you're, you, all of a sudden you're stressed out all the time uh, because we're not savoring some moments. <laughs> what should I, should I not have said that? Is that too much? Oh, <laughs> you have another song? What? Oh, another song, recommendation by my daughter, and not in a hurry by Will Regan. I'm not in a hurry when it comes to your spirit, when it comes to presence, when it comes to your voice. Such a good song. Oh, my gosh. You guys are getting uh, collecting a song list tonight, right? <laughs> Playlist? Okay. Um Maybe I shouldn't have said Prozac. A lot of people are, are on it, and I don't, that's not, I'm not downplaying that <laughs> need to be or want to be or whatever. I'm just saying there's a lot of um, things that we do to get rid of stress that, that can be replaced by just savoring moments with the Lord. You know, even, even, even if it's with someone else, if somebody is with you and they, um, they just shared the littlest bit of kindness with you, um, what if, what if you just took that moment and savored it and stood there with them, you know, and just looked in their eyes and heartily thanked them, you know, and blessed them back and, and took a lot longer or a little bit longer than you might normally would have. Um, and that, that moment, that moed, will get deeper ingrained in you uh, when you savor it. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, yeah. Um, I might be jumping around here a little bit. I might have my scriptures in the wrong order, but whatever. Um, so uh, I, I wrote this down. There's another picture I took in uh, Iceland there. Um, this is Philippians 4, 4, 7, <clears throat> 4 through 7. Most of all, friends, always rejoice in the Lord. I never tire of, of seeing it, saying it. Um, rejoice, keep your gentle nature so that all people will know what it looks like to, to walk in his footsteps. The Lord is ever present with us, ever present. Don't be anxious about things. Instead, pray, pray about everything. Um, he longs, my notes say belongs. Belongs to, <laughs> he longs, uh, whoo, oh yeah, he longs to hear your requests, so talk to God about your needs and be thankful for what he has, um, for, for what he's done, uh, and know that the peace of God, a peace that is beyond any and all of our human understanding, will stand watch over your hearts and minds in Jesus the anointed one. I want to point something out about this uh, passage here earlier where it says, um, keep your gentle nature so that all people will know what it looks like to walk in his footsteps. Uh, I want to I say this. When I myself am not savoring my moed, 
which is often, friends. <laughs> I'm just going to be humble here and say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you about something that I'm really working on myself, and I'm excited for the, for the next moments and days when I get this better and better and better and better and more perfected. <clears throat> um, but I've spent a lot of time um, not not walking in God's heart for the moment, God's best for that moed. And, um, and when I do that on a consistent basis, and then I start going in an opposite direction, I get really testy. I'm probably the only one in this whole room that gets that way. <laughs> um, let me put it in a more, even a, a more blunt way. I've dealt with a lot of teenagers and, um, and, I could see at times um, when they're struggling with sins, and um, and th- that that uh, I uh, one of the ways I could see it is how gripey and crabby they get from time to time, as opposed to other times. And when I see that on a consistent basis, I, I've, I've mentioned like, "Are you really? Are you going through a struggle right now that you're not knowing how to give up? How'd you know? You know." And some people might say, well, I knew because I'm sensing it in the spirit. Um, That's possible. But sometimes I just look at straight up physical signs, which is we get mad. We start acting out and getting testy and crabby and gripey. And um, and that's one of the things that happens when we are um, when we just pass off our moed um, and 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 don't do with God's best with that moed, you know, Um. I myself am very much one who does that. Um, so it says here, um, keep your gentle nature. And so when I was reading that, I read that over and over and over again, and I felt like Holy Spirit was saying to me, that's what you're talking about right now. Just You'll have a gentle nature when you are living out these moments with the Lord, when you're, when you're looking for his best in each moment. And he does have a best for each moment. And we, we can choose. We, there's so many things we can do. And he's going to meet us somewhere in no matter where we choose. He's going to meet us on that road. But he does have a best for us, you know. He does have. Um, years ago, I, I was thinking about that concept. And, and I, I suddenly saw a picture of um, Snow White's cave. Uh, the, or not Snow White's cave, but the... The dwarves, the seven dwarves, their cave when they were saying, dig, 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 you know. Um, and there's all those sparkly jewels there, you know. Um, and, and I was seeing pictures of that, and I was like, that's interesting. God, what is that? And he, he was like, well, there's that. They're digging, they're digging in that place, and they're getting the jewels. But um, a lot of people won't dig and get those jewels. And a lot of people just walk by the cave, and a lot of people won't even get out of bed. <laughs> you know, there's just different ways to obtain his best, you know, um, or, or to, 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 to obtain a moment, and, and he's got a best in mind, and you can get those jewels. Well, I missed it. He's, he's got another moed for you right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so, uh, so that'll keep us in a gentle nature, which will then, um, as it says here, be a witness to other people around us. Um, that other people will know what it looks like to walk in his footsteps, our gentle nature. So I take that to say my crabbiness doesn't point to God for people. Imagine that. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, check this out. I'm going to give you a password. I'm going to give you a password to a really great place that you can go in your Moed. Okay. <laughs> you got that thing on your phone where you keep passwords. I'm going to give you a password to go right through, um, right through the porticles into a place where God is hanging out called the courts. And that's thankfulness. Okay. That's a password. That's a password. And, uh, and that's an awesome, um, thing to have in every single moed, which we just read about thankfulness in every one. Um, that's going to take you right into his, his presence, right, th- right through the porticles into his courts. Uh, let's see. Let's go to uh, this one. Matthew six thirty one through 34. Friends, I'm going to put my glasses on. <clears throat> yeah. I've had glasses for like three years. I'm still getting used to wearing them. Uh, Matthew six thirty one through 34. Wow, look, I can read. <laughs> so do not consume yourselves uh, with questions. What will I eat? What will I drink? What will I wear? Outsiders um, make themselves frantic over these questions. That's convicting because I myself have gone over these questions a lot, and I don't consider myself an outsider, so I don't want to act like that. Yeah. Um, They don't realize that your Heavenly Father knows exactly what you need. Seek first His kingdom and His way of doing things. That's what I call righteousness, His right way of doing things. And then all these things will be given to you, too. So don't worry about tomorrow. Uh, let, let tomorrow worry about itself. Living faithful. Um, what is it saying? Living faithfully is a large enough task for today. Uh, yeah, that's one of those passages, friends, that from time to time when I've heard it, I've gotten mad. I got cranky um, because I was like, don't worry about tomorrow, but do you know what's happening tomorrow? <laughs> but his answer to that would be, well, I, yes, I do. And I have this answer right here. But that's when I'm not walking in faith. That's not when I'm, be- I'm not believing right then that he's, he's got me. You know, I'm not believing that it's an appointed time. I'm believing that's a messed up time and it's coming on me tomorrow. You know, and he's going, mm, actually, we could do this a different way. It's the truth. It's the truth. Uh, so that's an awesome passage. We all know this passage very well. I, it's one of the most quoted ones, but that's one of those that we should actually just sit down and meditate until it's just in us all the time. Like, I am not going to worry. Did I misspell things up there? Oh, okay. <laughs> this is actually the voice. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love these different versions, the passion and the voice and all these. Um, I was reading through a Jerusalem Bible at specialties when I was there that I have that's this thick. Like, wow, (laughs) there's some goodies in there, and I'll probably get through two pages this year. (laughs) Um, uh, I wanted to say something else about this, um, about about, uh, what, what 
what to how one of the ways we could steward the moment and um and keep ourselves from all this worry and that is to um oh back and back to the appointment with God the constant appointment with God that is to to really make a meeting place with God um there are a lot of things that we need to do really intentionally in life and business we need to you know if you're if you don't do some things intentionally they're just not going to get done right or if you don't you know set up set up a plan um and like in the business world if you if you don't show intentionality somebody else isn't going to partner with you so forth and so on we live in such a busy life here that we need to be intentional about about a meeting place with god and um i just wanted to bring something um to mind that's been around for a very long time and something that I've done and believed in for many years since I was a teenager, but from time to time forgot about and didn't do. Um, and God's brought me right back to it. And that is meeting just under a piece of cloth. Really. Um, uh, it another Jewish thing, you know. Um, you may have seen this on, on, peop- on Jew- Jewish people over their heads and think, well, that's a nice shawl. <laughs> but this is actually a temple. This is a meeting place. It's amazing. Um, it's amazing what can happen if you, even in your house, if there's stress going on in your house, uh, stressful people in your house, situations, whatever, it is amazing what can happen if you kneel down at the couch or a bed or something and throw this over your head, and all of a sudden, the only thing that's around you is you and God. It's it's amazing, especially if you intend on it. He he takes you up on the invitation, and he goes there with you. I remember when I was a teenager, and um, I didn't have a prayer shawl, but I got a hold of this concept, and what I did have was a beach towel, and it worked. I was at camp. I was at, at youth camp with so many other teenagers, and it was loud, and there was so much commotion going on, and I was... I was getting wrecked by God, and I was like, I need to meet with him right now. And I grabbed my towel for our swim session that was coming up, and I threw it over my head. Um, and there was people all around me, and somehow, I mean, he met me in there. It was like I, I, could, I could hear the voices, but I couldn't. I, I can't even explain it, just like I can't explain the beauty of the mountain, you know, or God. Um, it's just something he will do. He'll meet you under that towel or under, under the prayer shawl or, or whatever, um, or whatever meeting place. We all know the Bible says that he guarantees if you go into the room and shut the door to meet him, he's there. It, it says that he's there. So um, just create a meeting place with him um, to, to spend many of those moeds in, and all the other ones are going to bear some good fruit as well. It's like giving the first fruits to the Lord you know, or giving some fruits to the Lord, he's going to multiply it later on. Because obviously, when you're at the workplace, if you're, you know, if you're cat and you're, you're creating prescriptions for people, is that right? Kind of? Yeah. Scientist. She's a scientist, guys. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, she can't just throw a prayer shawl over her while people are making <laughs> she would like to, she says. <laughs> but that time that we do invest our moed uh, in doing this, he's, he's going to show you, he's going to make all those others um, even easier for you to meet with him, even where, no matter where you're at. Whatever you sow in private, he's going to 
bring out in public. It's the truth. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to say this. Um, oh, yeah, one more thing before I bring up this last slide. Um, anybody in this room could probably shout out right now, but I just, I wasted so many of mine, you know? I've wasted so many of my moments, my moeds. It feels like, you know, five billion of them um, that I've wasted. And something I said a couple of minutes ago, the answer to that is he's in the moed now. You are still in a moed right now with him. He didn't leave it because maybe you, you took the wrong course with a whole bunch of them, you know? I say whole bunch, but it's all one, really. Um, but a bunch of moments, you know? He, we feel like we've wasted it, and maybe we, we've taken detours, but he's on that road still with us. This is the part that's so hard for our, our brain. But submit our brain. Have the mind of Christ. The, it said the anointed one earlier. and The anointing is God on flesh doing what flesh can't do. That's what the anointing is. It's also being completely submersed, completely surrounded and soaked. You anoint an Oreo cookie in a white glass of milk and soak that, you know, or vanilla milk, not chocolate milk. That's what I was trying to say. Um, just, you know, just cookie until it's, you know what I mean? The bubbles come out, that thing's anointed. And that's, <laughs> that's what anointing means for us too. That's that it really literally does mean to be soaked and dunked, um, till it's all through you. And, <laughs> um, <clears throat> and, and he will anoint your mind, God on flesh, doing what flesh can't do, and all the other moments of. Um, and he will he will even um, he will even make up for the ones that you feel like you lost or you wasted. He really is. He's still in that moed with you. We it it it's not because we, maybe we messed up. It doesn't mean I'm going to step off. Then you can't step off actually, because <laughs> you're still in your appointed time with God. You're still there, and he's still in it with you. Um, and I just want to say this about this. You know, there's a place in the Bible that says, she who was forgiven much loved much. <laughs> you, you can't even use this excuse. Well, I wasted all this time, or I did so many wrong things, or whatever, because his forgiveness for you and his, his saying, just come up here, come up now, this moment um, for you, if you really do it, if you really grab on to what he's offering you, you're going to actually love him all that much more if you were forgiven that much. Does that make sense? Um, so so <laughs> next time people are out there like, live for the moment or live in the moment, um, you could say, live in the moed. And then you could start a conversation at work, you know. What do you mean, Moed? What's that? You know? Um, and the, the, you can explain this. I think it'd be cool if we had some shirts about this, you know? <laughs> Live in the Moed. I'm in my Moed. Leave me alone. No, just kidding. No. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I'm in my Moed right now. And the truth is, you are in your moment right now, and you're in your Moed in a minute from now, and tomorrow when you wake up, you're in your moed. And tonight, when you're in, this, you know, in the middle of sleeping, you're in your moed. God knows this. This is why Song of Solomon talks about him hanging out with you while you're asleep. 
It does. So you can even go to bed and invite him to do that. Hey, God, um, all the time I'm asleep is still my appointed time, even though I'm unconscious. Um, So would you help me here in uninviting all these worries uh, that want to come to bed with me and wake up with me? And instead, I'm going to invite you to do the thing you said you like to do in Song of Solomon and dance with me in my sleep. Um, and then you'll, you'll wake up and feel, feel the fruits of having some great appointed times with the Lord, even when you didn't even consciously go there. So uh, I want to pray over us. Um, I want to pray over us this. I thank you so much, God, for I thank you for words like this that are so powerful and meaningful to you, God, um, in your original languages. <laughs> we, wow, thank you, God. Thank you for offering up things like this. Um, we go ahead and take this word moed and say this is what we want to live by every second. God, we are in our, our appointed time. And my prayer for me and my friends here and anyone listening by podcast is, God, that we would constantly be aware that we are in our appointed time, that we won't forget this, that we won't um, just let it slide until days and days and months go by. We are in our appointed time. And we, we could say it over and over again to get ourselves to remember it, but we are in our appointed time and you're the appointer. God, so we make a constant appointment with you. We commit to you. We want to be with you. We're probably going to fall short of that commitment at times. Thank you for being right there still. Thank you for showing up, God, even when we don't show up. Thank you for this word. Thank you for um, creating us with a purpose and a plan. Thank you for the purpose in our lives, God. And thank you that we, um, as 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 ones that hang out with you can go and be a witness and show other people this same truth. Thank you so much, God. We love you. Thank you, God. Amen.